Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All-new Dr. Phil today. Con artists and thieves. I, mean, I have a real specific methodology to this. He says he's stolen nearly a hundred grand worth of merchandise. You steal luxury items. Wine, CDs, pre-made sandwiches, lunch and meat, cheese, chocolate. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What gives you the right to steal all of these things that somebody had to pay for? Now, get a real good close-up on him. This is a thief that will take what's yours. Dr. Phil must set him straight. You are going to walk yourself right back through the front door and say, I've stolen from you. Here's the stuff. I take the consequences. Then, why this con artist mom violated her probation. They said get a job. You didn't do it. I'm too smart for flipping burgers. I'm better than that. Coming up. Let's do it. I want you to get excited about your life. Here we go, in 10. Stand by, camera six. If it's happening now, we're going to deal with it now. Stand by, Dr. Phil. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Stand by, A, and roll A, check it. Go, Dr. Phil. going to find today interesting. We are talking con artists and thieves in studio today. Now, the guests we're going to meet say they've used their brains and beauty to steal anything from pasta sauce to jewelry to furniture, and one guy even ripped off my book, Relationship Rescue. <laughs> the hell's he thinking? I want my 14 bucks. My first guest, Casey, admits to doing his fair share of shoplifting in the past, but says his brother, Zach, has no idea the extent of his criminal activity and risky, life-threatening behavior. Take a look. I am a compulsive shoplifter. I've been stealing for a long time, but my brother doesn't even know the half of it. The only way I feel I can live my life is that I have to lie to you and steal my way to the very top. The deep, dark secret that I'm going to confess to my brother is that he has no idea these horrible behaviors that I'm doing. I steal items three or four times a week. I steal groceries, wine, DVDs, anything that I can stick in my backpack or some kind of sack and take out of the store. Uh, there's at least 800 to 1,000 DVDs in here, all of which are stolen. Everything from appliances, I even walked into stores, took out big pieces of furniture. Medicines, vitamins, all stolen. All of these soups, all of these juices, stolen. Salsas, which I'll just pocket because they're just too expensive. We've got Maine lobster meat, stolen. Tomato sauces, stolen. Frozen lobster in here, shrimp of chicken. When I'm taking wines and such, it's very important that when I put them in my bag, you got to separate them. You could take a bottle on one side, bottle on the other. Maybe take a chicken breast, put it between the two. If I use a large shopping cart, it gives me opportunity to take very large items. 
You go straight to the front door, act like you've paid for merchandise, and walk right out the door. I have evolved. Not only do I just steal items, but I return them to another store in the interest of gaining store credit. I even purchased a television set, all with store credit. And what's ironic is it's more fun to return the items, get the store credit, ooh, look what I did, than actually use it for something. I approximate that the amount I've stolen, $100,000. I have very specific patterns. I work evenings, so it's a perfect time between 10 and midnight for me to go out and take things. I choose places based on location. Malls are off limits. There's no way of getting out. When you go to an individual store, you can go in and you can get out fast. I can walk in or out and take things while blending in very effectively. I make a huge effort to check the place out, see what kind of security they have. Another horrible thing my brother needs to know is that I steal from the men I sleep with. But having sex with them, stealing their credit cards, even going on shopping sprees. I have been very promiscuous. I've had sex with almost a thousand guys. One of my deep, darkest secrets is that while I've worked in restaurants, I've changed amounts of tips on credit card receipts and eventually caught and fired for it. If someone left their credit card behind, I would take that card and go on a shopping spree. And if you're stupid and you're leaving things behind, I'm sorry, buddy, but I got you by the so I'm gonna have some fun with you. I have used four different social security numbers in my lifetime. I'm living in this apartment now with a phone and cable under a fake social security number. This shoplifting has created distance between everyone in my life. My brother and I have been estranged for 15 years. I'm consumed more with stealing than with building any relationships with anyone, especially my brother. I'm in desperate need of help and I don't want to be estranged from him anymore. Well, when you put it like that, well, you know. <laughs> well, Zach, are you shocked by this? I am. I, I had no idea that it was that extensive. And yeah. you didn't hear it all because you were all, you were on your way out as we were talking about it. But what's your reaction to that? I mean, I watched you watch that. You look horrified. I just I had no idea. Um, I, I I knew he stole little things here and there. I just had no idea how what the extent of it was. Well, he estimates that he's now stolen in, in approximately $100,000 worth of merchandise. That just boggles the mind. I've, I had no idea. And you made a joke about it coming out of tape. You said, well, well, when you put it that way, it sounds pretty bad. The irony is that, I mean, when you, it's interesting to see the numbers because what I do is I act out so much in such a way, I don't even think about what I take. I have no concept of, like, dollar values of anything. It's, it's more important that I can get the item but any kind of consequence of like thinking about how much it costs, oh, there, there's no room in my head for that. It's more about getting it, and that's the most important thing of anything. All right, so help us understand this, because um, you stole my book. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I used store credit, but it's the same thing. I'm not going to make any excuses. Yes, I did. Did you read it? Well, I had every intention to. I was dating somebody, but he doesn't believe in therapy, so I thought this would be a nice way to engage in someone I care about to bring some therapy into our lives without the help of a specific therapist. He was refused flat out. He thinks this is so you're all... you're trying to steal some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Something better than nothing. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. So what is in your mindset when, when you do this at the, at the time you're doing it? Because, I mean, what you've said is you steal from grocery stores, specialty stores, appliance stores. Um, you, uh, you, you build up store credit and bought a TV from you steal little things and then buy a big thing with the stuff, the money you got from the stealing That's probably the biggest thing I've ever purchased in that respect, yeah. yes, item-wise, yeah. Um, you, you say there are certain times that you 
that, that you steal, mm -hmm. like 1 to 3.30 during the day and 10 to 1 at night? The weekends especially, 1 to 3.30, it was always a time where it's like either you do it now or you just don't do it at all because there's too much of a chance, crowds get lower. It's all about crowd, and when the more people are around you, the more you blend in, the more people are less likely to pay attention to me so I can get away with more. I mean, yeah. I have a real specific methodology to this. It's really, really sick. You yeah. don't look like a blender that you would just blend in. Aren't you big and stick mm, out? Yeah, but I think there's also the sense that, you know, if I stand out in the sense of it's the flip side of it, I think I have this kind of imposing quality to me. And especially, you know, this is not my normal sense of dress, you know, but at the same time. So you hide in plain sight? Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you've, um, you, you, as far back as when you were 18, you were stealing money from your college roommate. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was a time where, that was when I first, it was a very difficult time. I was going to college in New York City, very expensive school, and I'm not a, a kid with a lot, a lot of money. And there were times when maybe I would get sick, or I'd have, you know, some kind of issues. But you steal luxury items. You steal, like, wine and CDs and it's DVDs. It's grown into that. It's basically through... So this, you're not doing this to live. Nope. You're, you're doing this. Do you even want this stuff, or you just want to steal it? Well, that's the thing. I mean, half of this stuff, it looks really cool. Oh, I really want to have that. But when I get it, I don't know what to do with it when I have it. Well, it's... let's take a look at all the stuff that, that, that he steals. Zach, take, take, take a look at this. Um, Pre-made sandwiches, luncheon meat, cheese, chocolate, oh, yeah. mini juices, cookies, mini cakes and torts, portobello mushrooms, asparagus, uh, blueberries, Rainier cherries, butter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so you eat pretty good. Oh. Shoot. I mean, all Hallelujah. of this stuff. I just, yeah. I, uh... And the irony is, I mean, one of the things that's really bizarre about this is that, you know, I have an interest in losing some weight. I actually weigh about 300 pounds, which is more than I've ever weighed in my entire life. Zach knew when I was like, I was a big kid growing up, you know. But my diet. What the hell are you talking about? Well, I'm, basically, I have an interest in, like, losing weight, but I can't focus on that because taking all of these food items and having them takes precedent over actually anything good I can do for myself. And then every step I want to do something good for myself, I subjugate it and I sabotage it by these horrible behaviors. Has it been you know, your experience in life that if you talk a lot and real fast that it kind of glosses things over? No, no, not no, at all. No, seriously, because you seem like you, you're just talking a mile a minute and not saying a word. Really? About what's, about what's really, you, you know what that's I'm saying? Really? I would say that's one of the reasons we've been alienated for so long, um, because I, I hate to say this, I love my brother, but I know that half the stuff coming out of his mouth is complete BS. If not, most of it coming out of his mouth is BS. Yeah. And he'll All just right. keep talking and talking and talking. All right, well, as, as we go to break, the list just goes on and on. Uh, Zach says he's convinced that Casey is a dangerous sociopath. Now, these are his words, not mine. Uh, is there a way out of this for Casey? I'm going to tell you what I think when we come back. Casey's explosive anger has definitely damaged our relationship. I have resented my brother because of his success, because he was able to dig himself out of all the problems he ever had. About three years ago, there was an incident that he got so angry, so out of control, that I was afraid for my life. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. 
stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. think Casey really is control of his actions anymore. I think he's a sociopath. He needs some serious help. If Casey doesn't change his behavior, I think we always will be at arm's length. He's not honest with himself. He's not authentic with himself. Well, today we're talking about how lying and stealing always results in severe consequences. You may think you're getting away with it, but I tell you, there's a very high toll exacted on you and your character. Now, we're here with Casey, who's just told his brother, Zach, the extreme degree of his excessive shoplifting and the fact that he's even stolen from men that he has slept with. Um, I'm sure another shocking revelation to his brother. Now, at the break, you were saying that one of the problems you've got is that, just frankly, you're real smart. Be careful um, how I say that because it's more in the sense that I consider myself, you know, I've been raised very well. I, you know, I consider myself a pretty intelligent person. It's just that I'm using those gifts which have been given to me in the wrong way. And somehow I just went, I was on the track yeah. and I went right off and I've never gotten back on. Yeah. I, I've and always thought that he's, he's a genius. If you, if you gave him an IQ test, he would be a genius level. He, he was able to speak fluent Russian in Russia. He can read Dostoevsky in Russian. I mean, he's just, he, he's just a genius. And he, like you said, he uses it for the wrong reasons. I think I'm pretty smart myself. Yes. And I know that your brother is. Mm -hmm. And I think we've both got some hard questions for you. Right and um, I guess my number one question is, where do you get the sense of entitlement that says you have the right to go in somewhere and take things that other people work to create spent money on and earned. What gives you the right to steal all of these things that somebody had to pay for? Right. And because, I, because I'm the king of justification, I always have reasons. I mean, it's even, even to this day, I can come up with some kind of reason as to why this is justified. Well, I, the answer to you is I steal from stores. I don't consider individuals in that context. I think it more in terms of corporate, you know. Well, you ain't as smart as you describe yourself then because you know as well as I do that it all runs downhill and somebody pays for every. You think that stuff just poof, it's just there because it's a corporation? That's ridiculous. You would steal from Exxon or Kmart, but not from Grandma Jones on the corner, right? Exactly. And that's so, exactly therefore, right. that's your moral compass. Bingo. I'll steal from them, but not from these individuals. That's mm -hmm. a load of crap, my of friend. Of course it that's is. That's a load of crap. It is. You, uh, you, you, you say you're stealing phone, you're stealing cable. I'm uh, not stealing. I'm using false in order to get the service itself to be approved for the credit check that is involved in that, blah, I had to adjust the numbers. You're getting it dishonestly, Zach. What yeah. about stealing from the guys that you sleep with? You said you stole from those people directly. Well, it's, it's, it's a handful of instances where I, you know, and you're invited to somebody's home, and, you know, I'm sorry, but if you can invite someone into your, into your home that you barely know, mm -hmm. and you're going to leave, like, stuff out, especially like a credit card, I mean, that's just stupid. So and they so deserve like, it. Yeah. They deserve it. Yep. Okay. 
I mean, if you're that stupid of that, if you have that much little, I mean, I have very little love for myself. If you got that little love and you're going to bring it on, you know, not a big deal. Okay, so they're that's just how too, I justify it. So they're just too dumb because mm -hmm. they're not protecting themselves. Exactly. Well, see that camera right there, number two? Yeah. Look right in that camera. Get a real good close up on him. Yeah. Get a real good close up on him, okay? Christmas is around the corner. Yeah, Don't. Christmas is around mm -hmm. the corner. Now, this ain't Butterbean. This, uh, uh, this, this is a thief that will come in and look friendly, but he will take what's yours. And so maybe they'll all do video grabs and they'll put this up in every store in America so Bring when they off. see you coming, uh, you'll be there. Fine. Now, beyond this, there's something else that you wanted to share with your brother that he doesn't know that, in my opinion, is as bad or worse than what he's telling you now. So let's just get it all on the table. Well, hold that thought. We'll do this when we come back from the break. I've given items I have stolen as gifts, and people don't realize they're receiving stolen merchandise. Thanks, Uncle Such and Such. Merry Christmas. To me, everything he says is, is BS. He blames everybody else for his own problems instead of taking responsibility for himself. We're talking about compulsive fibbers, liars, thieves. That's just what we're talking about today. There's a sense of entitlement where they just feel like they don't have any accountability or ownership to anybody. They don't deserve the truth. They don't deserve to keep what's theirs. And Casey says that if they're dumb enough to be vulnerable, they get what they deserve. That's how he justifies it to himself. Not remorse, but just they get what they deserve. He's been shoplifting for 16 years, has just revealed to his brother Zach the true scope of the massive problem, which also includes stealing credit cards from men uh, that he's had sex with. He said, hey, they didn't know me, let me in the house, so I steal their credit cards and go on a shopping spree. Uh, there's a lot of dangerous things you do. Oh, you, oh my so God, yes. what's the rest of that story? Well, I mean, I mean, there's times when I've used... Uh, my own dad's credit card years ago. I mean, to establish a gay identity, I used to go on phone sex lines, talk to people. I've met people across the country in that way. I don't think twice about that. For me, a big picture of all of this destructive behavior just screams at me and I say, you know, we can go through all the little details. You've seen a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna lie about anything, okay, at this point. You all have seen it and I'm, I'm happy to put it out there. It's not a problem. The problem is, is that I'm doing it and I don't know why and I can't seem to find any kind of sense to separate myself. I can look at the behavior and I say, this is horrible. I'm taking things out of stores and returning them left and right, you know? I even spent this last Labor Day weekend, that's all I did in Kansas City for two days. That's all I did. I went down there and all I did was just return stuff because I was so angry about so many things. You know, the source from where this comes from, there's no, it's rarely about pleasure anymore. There was a time when this is a thrill and it's, it's, it's work. He also said, that he wanted to tell you, for some reason, that he has slept with approximately a thousand men. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Well, many of whom he knew to be HIV positive. No, if I may please, and I, I'll go so did far. so with no protection. Yeah. Wow. 
Now, is that true or false? The, uh, the HIV thing is very important to me. I did date three individuals in my time. I made very serious efforts to date people who I knew were HIV positive. One even found that he was HIV positive while I knew him. And that was a very disturbing thing. I was willing to stay with him. He actually pushed me to the curb. It was kind of a very, you know. But basically, I had, you know, if you're HIV you know, positive, yeah, I haven't, it would make no difference to me one way or the other. Or I may not even, they might have been, I wouldn't know. It was just more about the thrill of the moment. That, that, that sense of, you know, getting out there and, you know, and, and charming what I can out of people. And the thrill of the moment yep. is riding a roller coaster, not exposing yourself to a life-threatening disease knowingly. Yeah. Now, come on. You ask yourself, come, what, come what am I thinking? Come on, Zach, yeah. help me out here. What, what's, what's, what's going on with this guy? That's that's why I, I called him a sociopath. He he just he is so his actions are so destructive to himself and to others, and he doesn't seem to have remorse for it. He'll just keep talking and talking and talking until he's talked you in circles, and you're just just kind of like I don't know what to think now. And, so and he's done that to my at, parents. You've kept him at a distance. Absolutely. And with you Amazing. understand. Oh yeah. Because you, you've been caught, you're gonna get caught again. If you keep doing this, you are gonna get caught yeah, now. That's right. Because let me tell you, do you know how many millions of people watch this show every day? Oh, quite a few. Yep. Yeah. So your face is all over hell and half acre. Yeah. So you're going to get caught. You, you are going to get caught if you continue to do this. Do you want to stop? Are you kidding me? Of course I do. I mean, there's, I can't be doing this when I'm 50 years old acting out like this. The list of things that I take is so long and so out of control, I, I can't even remember. I mean, the producers have asked me many questions about individual things, and I'm happy to come clean with any individual thing I've ever done. And the saddest thing is that I, I don't know why. It is a sense of entitlement. You have a sense of entitlement. You don't hold yourself to the standard that everybody else does. I don't get up every morning and say, hmm, I'm a little short on cash. Do I want to stop by the ATM or should I knock over that 7-Eleven on the corner? <laughs> uh, it's closer. I, I don't have to wrestle with that every day. Right. That's a life decision. You know, you make life decisions about core values. You have a moral compass about what's right and what's wrong. And you justify this by saying it's victimless crime because I steal from big companies. That's a crock. It's not a victimless it crime. A crime. And more importantly, the victim here, in addition to them, is you and your character, yep. your dignity, your pride, your self-esteem. You've got to be willing to say, I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard than this. It's amazing. I hear the words. I've been watching your show for years. And the $64,000 question, is this working for you? Hell no, but for some reason, it's not working for me, but I can't make the connection. It doesn't work, but I don't know how to make it work differently. I'm so obsessed with doing this. It takes over everything, and anything good, it's just, it's, I don't have the time to do good things for myself. I don't have the time to feel good, what to exercise, forget it. What's the point of exercising? Feel good? I ain't got time. I gotta go jack a bunch of stuff. I mean, that's how my brain is, is programmed right now. That's the, the, the voice in me. It's become, at this point, a compulsion. It's become an addiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell him what I think he needs to do when we come back. And we're going to hear what their mother has to say. We'll be back.
my brother, he suffers from lack of impulse control. I wouldn't put much past him. I've stolen so many books and magazines. I have banana boxes that are full. I think I got this with Starkbed and I stole these two. Yeah, these are definitely stolen. Sorry, Dr. Fell. Well, I'm here with Casey uh, and his brother, Zach. Uh, his brother, Zach, is almost speechless uh, to hear the extent to which Casey has become a liar, a deceiver, a shoplifter, even putting his life in jeopardy by exposing himself to uh, sexually transmitted diseases with a full consciousness of what he is doing. Now, Casey and Zach's mom, Carol, gave us the following statement. She said, I absolutely love and support Casey 100%. I had no idea his shoplifting is so severe. Both of the boys are extremely intelligent, talented, wonderful children. I think Casey and Zach might envy each other. I know Casey has always felt like an outsider. He was always so much bigger than other kids. He has a lot of anger and resentment. I think Casey needs well-rounded counseling because he doesn't have just one problem. It's a composite of many things. Yeah. Well, your mother's very bright as oh, well. Oh, she rocks, Is doesn't she? she yeah, not? She does. She's the best. But yeah. now, do you understand that um, you can go to jail over this stuff? Oh, I've already been, what, you know, arrested three times for this. Doesn't stop me one bit. I just consider it a loss. Just keep on doing. And that's how I justify it, you know. That's sick. It's, it's sick. It's beyond... And I'm not just saying this to, to, to appease you. I'm saying this because I look at myself. When I actually bother to look at myself, that's the catch. I don't ever register who I am. And when I actually think about it, oh, man. That's all I've been doing for like the last couple of days, just before coming here. Just like, Why did you want to come here? Because this has got to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm a 34-year-old man. I'm a, I'm a good person. And inside is someone who wants to be good, who wants to take the... the the skills and the good things that are a part of me, apply them. This isn't applying anything. I'm just being an idiot. I'm being a kid. This maybe is fun when you're 16, not when you're my age. Are you kidding me? This is stupid. I don't need what these things. Need, want makes no difference to me. All right, well, let me explain to you. I, I, wanted, I told you I was going to tell you what I yeah. think. You can help out any way you want to here, but I want to tell you what I think. I think that you are extremely lazy. I think you are, have an extreme sense of entitlement, and I think you just said, it's just easier. I'm just going to take the easy way. And it got to the point that it just became who you are and what you do because you haven't got the guts or the backbone to step up and say, grow up and require something of yourself. Yep. That's what I, it's got yeah. to be a habit. Yeah, yeah that absolutely. It's going on and on and on. Oh, and, yeah. and as long as you continue to do that without any accountability, then you're going to do it. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, Zach. I, I feel like I've been trying to tell him these things for years, but he always perceives me as preaching to him, whereas I'm trying to help him, but he, he perceives right. me as preaching. All right, here, let me just, let's, let's just bring this to a head. If I get you some help, and the help will have accountability, oh, yeah. I mean bite size accountability. Oh yeah, bring it on. With it, will you do it? I want this over, yes, bring it on. Because I'm telling you, when I say accountability, I'm talking about a therapy contract with somebody that if you do these things, you are gonna walk yourself right back through the front door, right up to the manager of the store, and say, I've stolen from you, here's the stuff, I take the consequences. Will you do it? Oh my God. 
Will you do it? I will get you the professional help if you will do it. Yes. Yes. You'll support me in I this? I'll support you in this. Absolutely. All right. We're done. Coming up, you're going to meet a woman who says she uses her good looks to con everybody she meets, and her kids have no idea she leads a secret life as a con artist and a thief, and he is going to keep listening the entire time. People I love the most are easy targets. I conned someone into sending me $2,000, made him think it was for a down payment on a car. I went on a cruise. I stole these. I stole these. I stole my daughter's homecoming dress. My children have no idea who their mom really is. To purchase tapes or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. Today we're talking to people who admit they lie and steal on a regular basis. Now, Mickey is a self-proclaimed con artist who says she's leading a double life. Her kids say they adore and love their mom, but what they don't know is that she cons and steals to survive. I am the best con artist that you'll meet. I can convince anybody of anything. The people I love the most are easy targets. Mickey will con, steal, and cheat to get whatever she wants. I have often used the way that I look to con men out of money and material things. Part of Mickey's manipulative behavior is playing the gorgeous, ditzy young woman. I conned someone into giving me $3,700 for a rent. I'm an 82-year-old man. I used his infatuation with me to get things from him. He gave me $7,000 for bills, bought me a Jeep Cherokee. I stole his checks and wrote them out for myself for cash. I asked a friend of mine for $2,000, made him think it was for a down payment on a car. I went on a cruise. He said, you know, this is my honeymoon money. Please don't screw me. And I did. I can't live with the idea that I might go to prison. My children have no idea who their mom really is. I do ask my mom for a lot of stuff, and she'll tell me that she doesn't have the money. But then she goes out the next day and gets herself something. I stole these. I stole these. I stole my daughter's homecoming dress. She wears all of my jewelry, and she has no idea that it's stolen. The police came and arrested me in front of my children. It was the worst day of my life. She didn't say much about it. She was just like, oh, it's nothing. I have 21 pending charges, theft, forgery. They all carry about 15-year sentence. I don't feel that I am jail material because I am a good person. I have often said I'm going to stop stealing, lying, and conning because I know I'm going to get caught. But then I just keep doing it. Well, a few weeks ago, Mickey got caught stealing $10,000 in checks and was arrested. Now she's not allowed to leave the state of Maryland because the judge considers her a flight risk. So she is joining us uh, via satellite. Uh, Mickey, can you hear me all right? Yes. In fact, you were just arrested this morning and your mother had to pay your bail to get you out, to get you to the satellite uplink so you could talk to us, correct? That's correct. So how did that go down? Um, I went to my probation officer this morning, and um, I missed my initial appointment, and so the judge decided that that was a violation of probation, and they arrested me in there with my daughters in the same room. So tell me what you want to accomplish today in talking to me. 
I want to figure out why I do what I do, where these impulsive criminal behaviors are coming from. Because like I told the producers, I'm a good person, I'm compassionate, I have a big heart, I'm a good mom, and I, I want to stop. I just, I don't know how to stop. Well, what do you mean when you say you're not really, quote, jail material? I've, it's kind of hard to explain because I feel like I need therapy more than I need jail because I know right from wrong, but I don't know what makes me do the wrong. But you, I, I mean, the truth is you really think that you're very attractive and so you use that to con people into doing things you want them to do, right? I mean, let's just be honest. I have, If, yes. you, if we're going to be honest, we just have to be honest. You yes. think you're hot so you can talk yourself out of jail. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I've always thought I could talk my way out of anything until about now it's starting to hit me that I'm not going to be able to talk my way out of anything anymore. Yeah, because let me tell you, I just shot a show at a women's prison recently, and you're about average. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I don't, you, you don't need to count on that. Now, you might can con an 80-year-old man into giving you some access and taking checks or something like that because uh, you, you've got a nice figure and, and all, but I, I can assure you, you have come up to a limit where uh, they will actually take great delight in taking you off of your entitled high horse and putting you in jail. This has got to stop. So are, can we agree on that? Yes. Okay, now let me, let me cover something else that I want to go over with you. Part of what you said to us when we were doing this is that you wanted to come clean and you wanted to reveal to your daughter the nature of what was going on here, right? Yes. And you said you wanted to let her know that you had stolen everything she wore, I mean, like jewelry, prom dresses, things like that, that you just wanted to, you just wanted to come clean to her as kind of your first step back. Yes. And so she's actually there. You're at our affiliate right now, and she's actually there in the green room so she can come out and you can tell her this. Yes, she's here. Yeah, well, let me tell you, that ain't going to happen. Okay. That's not going to happen. And let me tell you why. I am not going to be a party to you parading your innocent daughter on national television and choosing that forum to tell her what you've been doing. You don't bring... You don't bring a 16-year-old victim, innocent girl out, put her there in front of camera, in front of millions of people, and say, okay, now that you're here, let me tell you that the dress you're wearing I stole. I don't want to go through that. And then she go to school tomorrow. Exactly. And have I to know. deal with that. That is selfish and ridiculous. So she's not going to be a part of this interview, okay? Okay. All right? Now... So having pushed that aside, I, I now am very willing to deal with you. Okay. I'm very willing to deal with you. I'm very willing to tell you what I think and help you change what you're doing that is so self-destructive. But we're not going to have your daughter part of this, all right? Okay, yes. All right. We're going to take a break. Coming up, Mickey gave us the phone numbers of eight people she admits she conned. We're going to find out who wants to speak out against her and why they say jail is the only thing she deserves. Mickey knew that I was a giving person. 
but Mickey used that to her advantage. Mickey certainly needs to be held accountable for the lying, the cheating, the stealing, the manipulating. I made the choice to help Mickey, and now it has cost me over $800. I'm not in my house anymore because I was evicted on Tuesday. I was on my way from picking kids up from school. There was an eviction notice on the door and my stuff was in the driveway. I was behind in the rent, but I thought that the landlords would probably give me at least a 30-day notice because they know that I have four kids. Well, today we're talking to people who say they regularly lie to get what they want. Now, Mickey says that she's just a con artist who's conned everyone from her best friend to her own mother. Now, Mickey gave us the phone numbers of eight people that she admits that she conned. Only one was willing to speak out, and that's her former friend, Hope. She says Mickey deserves everything that's coming to her, and jail is the only way that she will ever understand the consequences of her actions. Mickey certainly needs to be held accountable for the lying, the cheating, the stealing, and the manipulating. When I first met Mickey, we clicked right away, became very good friends. Mickey would tell me the stories about cheating and stealing from other people. She seemed proud. Mickey conned me. She asked me to rent a camera for her to take on a vacation. And the agreement was we were going to go and pay for the camera and get it out of my name. But I ended up not paying her for the camera. She said some few choice words to me, and now we don't talk. Mickey refused to return any of my phone calls or any of my text messages. I was planning my wedding. Mickey knew that I was a giving person, but Mickey used that to her advantage. I would like her to apologize. I made the choice to help Mickey, and now it has cost me over $800. She thinks you need to go to jail. What do you think? I may need to go to jail. Um, my kids are what I worry about because I'm all they have. And I need to stop because, I, like, I, I'm all they have. And my kids adore me. Well, one of the things in, in September of this year, you were arrested on 20 counts, 15 felonies and five misdemeanors, six counts of forgery, six counts of issuing false documents, two counts of theft over 500, four under 500, one a theft scheme, and one count of a, of a scheme for less than $100. Uh, you had plus two previous charges of felony theft. One of your conditions of probation that you, were, that you had to have a job? Correct. Why didn't you get a job? I lost my job because of having a felony charge. Um, the company's insurance has to, their employees have to be bonded, and since I have a felony charge, I cannot work there anymore. Well, you, you said you were too good to work at McDonald's or somewhere like that. That's a condition of your probation. I don't mean to, I just, what I mean by that is I know my qualifications and I know what I'm capable of, and I know that I'm too smart for just flipping burgers or ringing somebody well, up. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I just know that I'm better than that. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, Mickey, you're living in your car. Yeah. You're living in your car. You farmed your kids out to friends. I have the last couple days, yes. Okay, well, look, let, let me tell you what's going to happen here. You, you have got to have a wake-up call here, Mickey. I think This I stuff do. about saying, I'm too it. smart, you say, I know, I'm, I know what I'm capable of. So do sophisticated employers. That's why they won't hire you. 
Yeah. They know you're capable of fraud and deceit and stealing. They will find that on your record. Right. You have to get what job you can get. And let me tell you, the court takes this stuff very seriously. Ask Paris. Yeah. I mean, when they tell you to do something, you have to do it. They said get a job. You didn't do it. You, you have to do the things they tell you to do. I am, I am very willing. I am very willing, just, just as I was with Casey, I'm very willing to get you some help. And what motivates me are your children. Yeah. I'm willing to get you some help. But let me tell you, this sense of entitlement has got to go away. If I get you some help, do you think you can climb down off your high horse long enough to take it? Yes, I've, I've, I'm down already. Because you, you say I'm too smart, I know what I'm capable of, I'm attractive, I'm this, I'm that. You know, breast augmentation is not a defense. Right. That's just not a defense. If I get you the help, will you take it? Absolutely. You're serious? Absolutely. This isn't I'm, a dodge, it is a strategy. I, I, am, I need to change because I despise myself and I don't want to be me because right. I know I have good in me. All right, we'll be right back. Do you want to be a part of Dr. Phil's live studio audience? Call us at 323-461-PHIL or email us at drphil.com for free tickets. Well, I feel like I woke up in the twilight zone today in terms of how people are thinking. We got a plan for you, right? Yes, you better. After seeing that, you better believe it. Yeah, because yeah. uh -huh. that's you with a wig. That's... Okay. If there's somebody in your life who you believe is lying to you or if you're ready to come clean about a deception, go to drphil.com and tell us your story. You know I'm going to ask the hard questions. Thanks for being here. So long. <laughs>